You wouldn't buy a car without a seatbelt, a laptop without Wi-Fi, or go a day without your cell phone. Could a business survive without the internet? Then why are many healthcare providers and provider organizations still not connected and enabled to share critical clinical information digitally in the care of your friends and family? Welcome to Notify, a podcast from Notu. Join host Dr. Peter Schock, Chief Health Officer, and Teresa Bell, founder, president, and CTO, as they bring the profound impact of healthcare communication to life through frank conversation in understandable language and through real-world context, they'll demystify interoperability, helping you unlock the potential of healthcare communication at scale. You'll also learn the transformative impact of being no two connected. Connect. Connect. Listen. Listen. Transform. Transform. Press record. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Notify. Dr. Peter Shuck, uh, as always, with Teresa Bell. Uh, Today, we've got a special guest, and we've got uh, some really exciting topics we want to talk about today. But first, let's go ahead and introduce our guest, Teresa. Uh, It's John Elwell. He's the CEO of No2, uh, joins us today. John, uh, you want to introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about you and uh, maybe why you're at No2, what you do at No2? Uh, I kind of gave it away when I said you were the CEO, but... Well, hi, everyone. I'm John (laughs) Elwell. What do I do? I, I don't know. I, I do podcasts with you. No. <laughs> As you can imagine, uh, every single day for us is busy with all the things that we're doing to help the industry. Um, but uh, looking forward to today's discussion, Peter, is, uh, as, as everybody knows, it's a monumental day uh, for NOTU, monumental day for our team, and, and ultimately our partners in the industry, given what uh, has been achieved over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and I, I shared this earlier uh, uh offline on the podcast, but I actually got a little bit of misty eyed. Now I've been with No2 only uh, about seven months. I've known you guys for longer than that, obviously about eight years or more, but um, I got a little misty eyed knowing um, the accomplishments we're going to talk about today uh, had come to fruition. I can't imagine, Teresa, what you must feel at the culmination of, uh, of these events. So I'm looking forward to getting into the conversation uh, with you two about it and, and what it means for the industry, what it means for No2. So Right. When we come back from break, let's dig right into it. I want to leave you all with a teaser of two big announcements that we want to make um, and uh, uh, a couple of big press releases coming out uh, over the next several days around uh, advancements in the world of interoperability led by No2. So uh, we'll come back from break and uh, dig right into it. Hey, Maddie, what's going on? How can I help you today? I think my allergies are acting up. I've had a runny nose for a few days now and my eyes are itching, uh, but I don't have a fever or any other symptoms. Okay. Well, honestly, after examining your symptoms and examining you, I think you're in great health. And I think your allergies may just be acting up, but honestly, some allergy medication should really just do the trick. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you. Of course. Let me take a quick look at your chart just to confirm your meds and your allergies. And then I can get that sent to your pharmacy for you electronically. That way you can pick it up on your way home. Okay. Thank you. No problem. Um, Maddie, I see from your chart here that you went to urgent care three months ago for a similar complaint, and they thought you may have had a sinus infection and gave you an antibiotic and a decongestant. Oh, yeah, that's right. I totally forgot to tell you about that. I was at the beach with my family. Um, Wait, how are you able to see that? 
<laughs> I can see that because our EHR is actually no two connected. So what that means is that we can share clinical information with other providers electronically and automatically. So essentially, no matter where you go, I'll have line of sight into your care. And I can also send your records electronically to others if they need them while they're caring for you. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I've never heard of anything like that before, but it's great to know that you're looking out for me no matter where I go. Of course, we have the ability to connect with anyone, so it helps us make better clinical decisions and truly just keep our patients safe. So in your case, the records I received indicated an allergic reaction to the antibiotic. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do now. Um, I broke out into a rash and had to go back for additional evaluation and treatment, um, but it was really painful. I was itchy all over, and I wasn't able to get any of my work done throughout the day. Yeah, I can imagine. Let me do this for you. I'm going to include that allergy in my chart here. That way your record is up to date and complete, and it will avoid anyone giving you that same medication going forward. That would be great. Sorry, I totally forgot to mention that. No, it's okay. Don't apologize. It happens all the time. We're all busy and we just honestly forget stuff. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. No problem. And trust me when I say we have your back because we're no two connected. You're safer. We can see all of your care even when you can't remember it. Getting No2 Connected gives you the freedom to unlock your potential and improve patient safety. Visit us at no2.com for more information and to see providers in your area waiting to connect with you. Connect. Listen. Transform. This is Notify with your hosts, Dr. Peter Shuck and Teresa Bell. Well, welcome back, everybody, um, from break. Again, here with John Elwell, a uh, special guest on the podcast today. He's actually a regular special guest, but this is his first appearance, and it's a good time for his first appearance. Um, and, Teresa, I know that this is a special day for you as well as the founder of the company, the president chief technical officer of the company. Two big announcements that came out this week or coming out this week that we want to make sure that we're talking about today um, I don't. I don't know who wants to go first. Uh, quite frankly, I know you guys are both uh, uh, probably champing at the bit to talk about it. Um, uh, the first is uh, high trust certification, and the second is uh, designation as a QHIN. So, um, John, you want to lead off the discussion and and uh, uh, talk a little bit about uh, those two items? Yeah, absolutely. Love to. <laughs> you kind of did the forward-looking thing there. So, the, what we did was high trust certification and, and QHIN designation. Uh, I, and then I want to pause for a second and, and kind of tie a couple comments you made together, Peter, and then the significance of these achievements for the company, our employees, our partners, and ultimately the industry. Um, when you, you mentioned earlier about your emotional reaction to the designation, I think for the audience, it's important to understand that likely your emotion has a little bit different definition than even Trace and I's emotion in the achievement, given that you're a provider. Um, so not only are you now part of NOTU and experiencing how we're affecting the industry and how important QN is, but I think as a practicing provider in your past, you also know the impact it's going to have. And, you know, tactically, like, you feel that because you practice medicine, yeah. right? We do our best to serve you and serve all of our partners in their, in their uh, clientele. Um, but at the end of the day, you can feel it at a visceral level because you felt what it's like to operate without proper communication and the dependencies you had on, on systems that were not refined enough to, to accomplish what QN will do. So I did want to let the audience, you know, just sense that and feel that, that though Trace and I feel a tremendous amount of pride and, and just joy over what the company's accomplished, 
Uh, I think your emotional reaction to it even has a different definition uh, because you understand what it means to practice with this capability. Where we look to serve you folks like yourself, um, you actually know what it feels like once you're served. So I did want to right. ask yeah, John, I want to pause on that for just a second for two reasons. Number one is that you couldn't be more right um, talking about the impact um, of the accomplishments um, to the people who actually care for patients and the patients themselves. And I and Trace, I, I know that this is something that's foundational to why you founded No2 was the provider experience. Um, and uh, I, I don't know if you have a comment you want to make there, but I know that's near and dear to your heart. And John, I'm just glad you brought that up. That's really important. Um, and I know it's part of the ethos of the company and how it was founded, Teresa. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll, uh, I guess I'll apologize in advance because it's in these moments I'm not great at expressing what I feel inside, so uh, it'll probably get awkward <laughs> at, during this podcast. Uh, there'll be awkward, awkward moments of silence and half sentences and everything else, but um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can find the right words to express it. It's the feeling right now is everybody references the blue notebook, you know, what was kind of drafted as the original commitment design of what we were going to build and knowing what we were facing into as a company. And, and here we sit today, uh, probably for me, the most professional, most important professional day I've had. And I think I can say that on behalf of the company, I'm pretty sure John would agree with that. Uh, but it's a, it's certainly not the fulfillment, but it is a massive milestone in that blue notebook where the original design of what Node2 would accomplish on behalf of our providers, who then obviously benefit our patients and sitting so close to the healthcare system over this last six months and seeing the desperate need they have for help is, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty moving. At the same time, I somehow, this company, was blessed with the best people that you could find in the healthcare market. And our team, I'm sorry. Now, don't, don't apologize, Teresa. And I, we can give you a moment to re recover a little bit, but I, I don't, don't apologize. That, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it's not deserved. This company, I look at myself and I look at the people that we're surrounded by. Somehow we've selected the elite of the elite. And it's not just in terms of talent. It's in terms of who they are as people and they've pulled us through. Uh, so the, the emotions are pretty mixed to that on, on, on that. Uh, so it's a massive day as John stated, a huge day, the biggest day in the company's history. And I'm proud to be sitting here uh, and be able to serve our providers across the healthcare ecosystem in every care setting to help them make their lives better so they can help our patients. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. And I just wanted to give you a moment to collect yourself so you could, so you could say the, the last words there. I, I think that, that um, the sentiment about being surrounded by great people and the best people um, committed to the mission and doing what they're doing, I think I feel that. I'm sure John feels that as, as CEO as well. And I think on the call um, where we talked about this earlier today, kind of outside of a podcast, um, I think the reflection of that team is uh, also they see the importance of what they're doing and, and, and what these milestones mean, which is really impressive. John, I don't know if you, you have anything you want to add to that piece. Well, I think that I would like the audience to understand, given what, uh, what Trace was going through. One, the reference to the Blue Notebook 
uh, for for everybody happened in 2012, not 2020, not 2021. 2012 is the blue notebook in which she showed me a drawing of the architecture that she wanted to bring to market, uh, which has now just been expanded with this capability that you hit. Um, so for the audience, I think it's important that they understand that this vision was born in 2012, uh, not not when it was announced, not when the Cures Act. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Like, none of that. It was in 2012 that that was seen. Um, well, you know, John, that, that's reflective, too, of No2's thought leadership position in the market around these things as well. Um, just the visionary nature of being able to see the future, so to speak, of, yeah. of, of uh, healthcare communication needs. Well, I mean, you know, the oversaid statement, but I think everybody gets it. And obviously, then often applied to Wayne Gretzky is you got to put the puck where they're going to be, not where it is. And that drawing, somehow 12 years ago, <laughs> threw a puck way out there and watched the industry amazingly collide with it right where it should be. So I, I think the audience needs to understand her reference to a blue notebook has significance uh, to the company and what she was articulating. Uh, as it relates to our employees, um, you know, as I said to Tracy, she left me with the opportunity to join the organization. I said, Tracy, I, I came from a company that had 29,000 employees, right? Corporate America, yes, I was an executive. Yeah, I ran healthcare, whatever, right? And an organization that large, um, oftentimes it's very difficult to seek purpose and meaning and deliver things of value that actually what I refer to as a plus one, where you return more to society than you take. And when Trace and I, when she gave me the opportunity, I, I made a very simple statement that said, there's nothing I desire more than a small company driven by extreme passion with a ton of intelligence pointed at a real opportunity. Um, and I hope everybody that hears this can connect with that. Right? I mean, we all spend a lot of time working really hard every day and it's extremely fulfilling when it delivers on purpose. Uh, yeah. And quite honestly, I have to say it's on copiers had no purpose. So um, <laughs> I, would have, I would have been dead in the ground saying I sell copiers and this is quite different. So the team she's referring to, the 47 employees that sit inside this company, um, it's just amazing. It's absolutely amazing what's achieved and what we continue to achieve. Um, Trace and I have talked about it many times. We like pinch ourselves and look backwards and say, wow, like how amazing is this? And this is just the next chapter and a critically important chapter uh, in the history of healthcare and I think the history of what this company is going to do. Yeah, I, I, uh, so yeah, I, I, it's, that, it's amazing to hear. And I, I can tell you as uh, probably one of the newest employees um, at the company, how um, I think all that rings really true. Um, and I, I just uh, really appreciate being part of a mission-based company that actually every day goes to war um, to make sure that um, we're doing the things that we need to do uh, to bring the vision to life. Um, and uh, like every company, it's challenging. Um, but uh, really, really enjoyable work and meaningful work. And that's uh, worth putting your career toward work like this. John, uh, just to, just in case – oh, I'm sorry, John. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, please do. I was just going to say, I, you know, let, let's just pretend that, that, that maybe there might be listeners here uh, that are noobs to interoperability that we're just trying to, to – to, uh, I, Trace, I learned that word from you, noob. I didn't know what a noob was until you told me I was a noob. Um, so, 
Nobody can see your face expression, so just say what you're thinking. <laughs> well, I was going to say I was glad to pass the baton to you with Noob since I was, my uh, my son gracefully told me what a noob I was in technology. Then if you look up the definition of noob, it's somebody doesn't understand the internet. So that's what the definition of noob is, which I thought was hysterical, but he did. He did call me a noob uh, about 12 hours before I was supposed to present in front of thousands of people on information exchange across the internet. So it's unfortunate for that audience that they had somebody that had no clue what she was talking about. So now I am passing the baton to you. You are. Yeah, well, I appreciate. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that history, and I appreciate it less now. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, John. Just for in case there are noobs, talk a little bit about high trust. What is high trust? What's the importance of high trust? Um, uh, why is it important to us? Why is it important to our partners? I think it's a multi-tiered answer. One is it's a it's an industry known certification uh, that's well recognized, if not uh, the top tier recognition around IT security of, of your infrastructure. So as we are exchanging PHI, one of the most coveted sets of data by the bad people in the world, unfortunately, um, security is imperative. And so to bring comfort uh, to our partners, to the industry, to those that are participating in exchange of PHI, um, I think high trust certification in its simplest sense is critically important because it provides comfort across the ecosystem as we have to trust the exchange now electronically. Um, so I think that at the top tier, that's why it's critically important. If you think about its actual intent, it's the operating behavior that's actually the most valuable, right? So the external world takes comfort. They understand it. If you're high trust certified, that means you've reached the top, the pinnacle of, of security as it relates to healthcare, the protection of PHI. Um, and while at the same time, I think for the audience, it's most important to hear is the operational procedures, the weekly, daily, I mean, I'm sorry, the daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly activities that you must perform as a habit uh, to maintain it. It's one thing to earn it. It's another thing to maintain it. Um, and I think that for the listeners today that may not live and breathe high trust, uh, the comfort they should take is that it's a requirement that it's a habit. No different than waking up in the morning and brushing your teeth and taking a shower. There's certain things we must do every single day in order to continue to persist it, which is the proper pressure to ensure the ecosystem is protected against, unfortunately, a lot of people out there that would like to do bad things with this data. Um, so that's how I frame it up. That's how I view it. I think it's important. Both perspectives are important. I, I love that. And, and Tracy, it doesn't mean that the, the risk for um, uh, bad actors is zero. It seems to just mean that we're doing everything possible, known possible to to prevent uh, a potential problem. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the risk is never zero. It probably increases day by day, year over year uh, in the society, unfortunately, that we live in. But uh, this organization, and in terms of not only its process, technology, but its mentality is all about, you know, obfuscating that, those threats to the organization and to our technology stack and then ultimately to our partners and the patients that they serve uh, so yeah, definitely doesn't mean that, but it's uh, we're doing our best and making sure and protecting everything that we can. It represents the ethos and DNA of the company around security um, and how how seriously we take the commitment uh, to protect the information that travels across our network is what I hear you guys saying. I, I, I have to take just a minute. This is a family moment here, guys, um, that, that I want to expose to the podcast. So this, this, every one of us on this call, we all love words. 
<laughs> we all we all uh, use the phrase at times words matter um words are important etc tracy did you just use the word obfuscate absolutely in a sentence on the fly incredibly impressive <laughs> right that's the real question was it right words around all day long I'm not going to be the judge of whether it was right. I just thought it was a word I hadn't heard in a sentence in a long time, and it seemed really appropriate. So, <laughs> you know what the definition is? Well, we're talking to his family members. I got to be like, spell it. O-B-F-U-S-C-A-T. Yeah, but, but, Bell, yeah, do I know what the definition is? I wanted to give a reflex answer yes, and then I knew you were going to ask me what it was. So, I've got to Google, I've got to Google it real quick. I'm going to say, I, I have an intuitive understanding of what the word means, but I don't. I can't uh, state a, uh, a connotative definition or a denotative definition. All right, I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll move on. So, John, uh, l- let's talk about the next big announcement. So, QN certification was a year-long process um, uh, to get done, um, but this next thing we're going to talk about <laughs> is is just as big or even bigger um, in terms of uh, what it means for the industry around interoperability, the future of interoperability, no two's role in that future of interoperability, and leading healthcare communication. You want to talk just a little bit about uh, the significance of QHIN designation, what that means? Um, and then, T- Trace, I'm going to come to you and ask about, um, hey, can you explain TEFCA QHIN uh, to everybody again? Thank you. I'm going to probably start a little bit broader than you anticipate, but I'm going to start with the question we're, we're asked often, which is, are you comfortable that this is a voluntary program? Right, the QN being a QN was voluntary, not funded by the federal government. Um, and as the three of us know, and for our audience to hear, we've had a very loud voice that it needs to remain voluntary. Um, and that's going to tie to the specific reason you asked me the question. So, as as you think about the significance of becoming a designated QN, right, the process, as you mentioned, was rigorous on purpose. Uh, the application was not easy. I think ultimately it was 48, 50 pages of content required. Um, we had to p- uh, pass financial strength, audited financials uh, to pass financial strength, technical wherewithal, uh, uh, our ability to demonstrate that we had already uh, for a long period of time successfully exchanged over other networks at scale. Um, all of that work was just to get to the point of, of delivering QHIN infrastructure and then passing the conformance testing and all the technical testing required uh, to become designated, uh, which is now the milestone today in which we get to celebrate. So if you think about that journey, um, it was a journey, right? And rightfully so. So for those that have been attested or designated to be Q, it's not just no two, but all of us, everybody had to go through a tremendous amount of rigor. Uh, There was significant um, inspection to make sure that we could deliver persistently uh, for the ecosystem, it wasn't just about achieving it. So whether it was security, whether it was financial, whether it was technical, whether it was expertise and experience, um, all of that uh, was critically important because the QN network depends on one another. Um, so we all have to be capable and we all have to be at the same level. Um, so as we become designated, as no two becomes designated, uh, one is uh, probably the audience has felt most through Trace's words. The significance of that for this company for our partners and for the industry that I think has been felt as we discussed it earlier. Um, so a massive milestone. Um, but as we all feel as leaders of this company, it just, it, it puts that level of responsibility even greater on our shoulders. 
right? So as we achieve this milestone, uh, as we bring our partners onto the edge, what's referred to as the edge, so we can start to transact across the QN network, we hold a tremendous responsibility and burden um, to ensure the success of this infrastructure and its network. Um, so it's a great day to celebrate. It was a massive achievement, um, but we turn right back around with the responsibility of making this a tangible national network that truly, truly solves the problem that's yet to be solved. Um, and so we look forward to that. Uh, a lot of hard work to continue amongst all of us as QNs. Right? It's not just about us. Without everybody else, it doesn't work. Um, so great work by everyone uh, to become designated. And now let's all focus on bringing the edge live. It's a monster of an effort. Um, the edge is large. I was on a panel the other day. Uh, they were talking about, you know, 150, 200,000 locations. I said, I think you're off by a magnitude of 300%. It's actually five, 600 locations in the United States that need to be on the edge, not to mention those that participate outside of a covered entity that also participates in the exchange of healthcare information. Uh, so it is a massive, massive network uh, that needs to be brought live, and it's going to take the hard work of all of us to make that happen. Uh, but for us in particular, there's no two. Um, given what we do, single-threaded company focused on broad-based connectivity, delivering the most comprehensive communication network possible over our communication API, uh, I think it's obvious on its face why this was so important for us. That's fabulous. And, and, and Teresa, I just, you know, not just, I'm going to pivot a little bit from just the definition of Tefka QGAN, which I think you'll work into the, the conversation. Why was it so important for Node 2 to be a, uh, a QHIN? And I know that uh, in internal conversations we've had, and when we uh, uh, did a presentation with Mickey, we talked, uh, Mickey Tripathi from the ONC, we talked a little bit about the cell phone uh, uh, network analogy. And John, we've used that internally some as well. Um, why was it so important, Teresa, in, in the vision for Node 2 and the vision to democratize healthcare communication? to bring it to all edges of healthcare, why was it important to be a QHIN? What, what, what about that was important? And then work in a definition or, or, or a conversation about TEFCA QHIN for folks. But I think that's it. I think that's an interesting thing to me. So I, I think it's, it, 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 it just, I'll let you, I'll let you answer the question. <laughs> uh, a little, a little bit more on the, on the, on the blue notebook here. And if you can bear with me through uh, through a little bit of dialogue here, and I'll get to your question. So in the, in the blue notebook, um, the three phases of the company that were vaguely outlined, I'll say that, have proven to be accurate, were connectivity, workflow, analytics. And we, we were, as an organization, network of networks, that, as John mentioned, that was 2012, uh, used that phrase that we looked at all the different ways in which health information could be exchanged and we would aggregate those, which we absolutely do today, most comprehensive platform there is, under a single API that people could use for all the clinical workflows. One of the challenging part of the connectivity phase, which we'll never leave that phase, it's just where we put emphasis between connectivity, workflow, and analytics. Um, one of the challenging things in connectivity, which is the baseline to achieving interoperability, was we were kind of always, we were never getting off the starting block, if you will, with the national networks. And so we were learning. Um, and you, you look at meaningful use, stage one, stage two, stage three, all of them called out, everybody I think is quite familiar, and we're, we're one of the first adopters of it, direct secure messaging, right? 
And then we looked at what happened in 2017, moving into 2018 with the query-based networks. Actually, Commonwealth kind of existed before that, but we had some of the query networks and they're, and they're quite successful by, by all rights today, but we were always kind of starting and learning on the fly. So what I'm excited about with QHIN is that I, I believe we can start to actually focus to workflows to truly drive impact because we're taking the learnings of our last 12 years, 10 years, let's say, and organizing them into QHIN. And you can see how quickly QHIN has moved is that we're not trying to learn on the fly. And when it comes to the protocols used, we're not inventing new protocols, new data standards. We're not inventing necessarily new policies. We're taking the best of what we've learned. And it's been brought into QHIN, which means we're going to get past that connectivity phase real quick, which is exactly where we're at today. And we're going to move into workflow, which drives outcome. And we'll start to look at connectivity as a thing of past. It won't be discussed the way it is today. So I'm, I believe that is the most important movement that QHIN does because nothing's new in QHIN in terms of protocols or anything. There's nothing new other than we've organized ourselves. We got it right this time. And we're pushing and, and we're pushing forward very quickly. So for NOTU to become a QHIN and, and to answer the second part of your question, Qualified Health Information Network, uh, it's a it's a national network. I think John alluded it to it early on, and it's the analogy may be overused at this point, but it's AT&T and Verizon and, and what they did for the mobile industry is what a QHIN is doing uh, for the for the healthcare industry in terms of exchange. And we're all bonded together through what's called TEFCA. And it's the it's a trusted exchange framework that all the QHINs have to sign, even even if we have we're competitive in some cases. All the QHINs have looked each other in the eye and signed the agreement and said, yeah, we agree to the rules of the road for protecting patient information, for doing it right, for protecting the privacy of patients. And just as important is enabling workflows so information can flow freely under those auspices, under that thought process. And that's what TEFCA drives between all the QHINs. So TEFCA is just an exchange framework. It's just an agreement that we all say, yep, we're going to do it right. And QHIN is what each of the entities are following what they call the QTF, which is the technical framework, the, the QHIN technical framework. Uh, and then again, nothing new in the technical framework. So we're not trying to invent a new standard and learn from it. Nothing new. It is stuff that's been, we've cut our teeth a number of times and we're ready now. We're ready for nationwide information exchange. So hopefully that that kind of reflects on both parts of your questions, but it absolutely is what NOTU has been driving to and we've done it the hard way. And I'm really excited about taking our personal learnings and driving it towards Cuba, not only the industry learnings. And, and yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. And that, does, and that does answer both parts of the questions. Yeah, John, go ahead. I, 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 want, I want to follow up on a couple of pieces, but John, go ahead and, and jump in. And you may be following up on the exact same pieces. I don't mean to take your role there, Peter, but uh, Trace made a couple of really important statements. And I think for the audience to understand the depth of what she means, uh, Trace, I'll redirect back to you. When you, re when you referred to, as we know internally, uh, when you refer to workflow and analytics, I think for our partners, potential partners that are considering us, I think how you view that's critically important because many would say, well, I, if you're doing workflow, then what do I do? Because that's my that's my platform or we do a lot of, a lot of data work. Uh, if you guys are going to do that, and what does that mean to me? I think that for people to truly understand the beauty of what you mean between those two things uh, would be important definitions for the audience because it's not a native conclusion uh, if you just hear those two words. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for that call out. And, and that has been a, a line that we've walked, uh, starting with connectivity. I'll go there first and then come back to your, your question on analytics. Connectivity for often, oftentimes was viewed as competitive to an interface engine. And, and the two are actually very complementary to each other. So connectivity was driving data, the movement of data at scale. And the interface engines, although they could connect and, and drive data, were really about the use of the data and, and what they were going to do with it. So the two together, you could work with different interface engines and they connect to No2's APIs. Well, that's a match made in heaven. And that, that pushes forward because now I have all the data I want to and I want to make it useful through the interface engine. As we move into workflow, the, the biggest, as we all know, the, the, the obvious statement is that clinical workflows have to be designed correctly on the edge. And when we say edge, we mean like an electronic health record vendor. We mean a digital health platform. We mean those that are driving analytics. That's the edge that we refer to. Um, the workflow and the data that they enable is what will make or break the success of QHIN, first of all, because that is what the final part of the equation is to adoption in healthcare. Backing up from there, what No2 looks, as, looks at as workflow is an intelligent infrastructure. And so as we start to look at the national grid and moving data, that's not where our story ends. Our story continues in what we do to maximize those transactions. So when the edge picks up our transaction, they don't have to do much work to know what it is, who is included in this, what do they need to do with it. And for us to be able to get to that level of intelligence in the actual transaction itself, we need to start thinking about things differently. I use that, that phrase a lot internally and drive more intelligence to every transaction. Again, so our edges, our edge can even be faster at putting in the, the clinical workflow that it means for adoption. So that's what workflow means. Analytics is, is just maximizing that, right? So as we look at the transactions happening across the platform, how do we start to really drive insight into those transactions, again, to continue to elevate our infrastructure, allowing adoption to occur at the edge, whatever that edge may be. And that can take on a variety of personas on what an edge technology, be, especially in how fast healthcare is moving with every type of technology we see coming in. And then you put artificial intelligence on top of that. It needs that base. It needs that baseline sitting behind it. And that is what no to no to is. Yeah, I John, I, I, you did partly go where I wanted to go, and I, I loved the the conversation there, Teresa, because I think that makes it really, really clear. What was impactful to me, and I hate that I use that word because I want to talk about the impact of interoperability. To me, the the the, the connectivity and what we do with the information once it's trans uh, transferred or or exchanged is incredibly important in delivering impact, and it's all about the impact. At the end of the day, to me. Connectivity for connectivity's sake means nothing. Um, workflow for workflow's sake means nothing. The fact that connectivity can impact workflow that actually has a meaningful impact on a provider's experience of delivering care, on a patient's experience of receiving care, on a business's P&L statement, meaning can they be a better business because they have the information they need and they can do what they need to do with it, et cetera, improve uh, workflows, uh, uh, efficiencies, et cetera. That to me is, is the beautiful promise of interoperability. And to me, a simple layman, 
the 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 cell phone analogy i know we say it's overused a little bit but but it's it's not overused to a layman like me because i understand it and that's what i interact with every day right and and to have a cell phone is great i'm connected but if nobody i know has a, doesn't have a cell phone or 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 uh, i remember back in the first days when cell phones came out you couldn't call landlines without additional charge then you couldn't call anybody outside of your own network right uh, and so it was a oh, value wow. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> well, let me just say, Father Time's got nothing on me. So, <laughs> no, but, 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 but honestly, so you think about that, and, and each network tried to build up their network as best they could uh, by, by all the different uh, bells and whistles that they could uh, put forward to get people on AT&T or to get people on Sprint, or Sprint's not even right anymore, but, or Verizon, whatever it was. Now, none of that matters because connectivity through the cell phone networks is a commodity, and it doesn't matter how I connect through um, uh, what phone I have other than, hey, does that cell phone provider have the phone I want? Are they bringing value to me, the edge? Are they bringing value to me that I think is valuable? Am I getting my subscriptions for streaming? Do I have the right phones? Is the price what it needs to be, et cetera? I just, I love, I love the analogy because it's something that I think common people can relate to outside of healthcare tech. Um, but, uh, to me, it's all about the impact, um, and, and, and Tefka QHIN becoming a QN gives us the greatest opportunity to have a more broad-based impact, uh, through, uh, uh, the work we're doing. And, and that's exciting to me. Um, and I know that was, uh, present in your comments. Guys, I'm going to, I'm going to come back. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up. Um, uh, I'll let you guys think about any uh, comments you want to leave the group with. Um, and then just, uh, uh, again, a recognition of the celebration of these momentous events uh, in the life cycle of our company um, is absolutely fantastic. So we'll take a quick break. Come right back. I am Edie Robinson, and I am a technical man product manager for Note2. Awesome. And Edie, can you tell us a little bit about your why? Um, so you're either why you, what it, you chose to work at Note2 or your why for being in healthcare uh, technology. Hmm. Healthcare technology kind of fell into my lap, so to speak, um, okay. specifically interoperability, which is what Note2 does. Um, I was in interoperability for various different industries in the past and then came into um, healthcare interoperability when it was kind of really getting its start. And I grew up with it. Um, I started in engineering and then moved over into leadership and now into product management. Note2 is in an area that is very unique in the healthcare industry um, and an ignored area. We make sure that the data is getting to and from these areas that, that just typically get ignored. Um, what is your favorite room in your house and why? Oh, my. Um, we built our house a couple of years ago, and my favorite room is my living room. Okay. Um, we in the house. Now I have a back porch that is my favorite area, but in the house, it is the living room. Um, it is a vaulted ceiling, two-story, big windows, big fireplace that overlooks the woods um, on our property. So we live in the middle of the woods. Took That's us a long amazing. time. Um, and I just, I love just being able to sit there and look at it. And right now we have a big old tree sitting in, the, in front of it. So. That's beautiful. I, what is the first thing that comes to your mind when we say, think of a happy memory? Mm. I will say that um, I'm going to go kind of with a vacation 
Okay. Answer. Love vacation. Yeah. Um, we got to take a trip to Alaska. Wow. And that was the first time that I was just able to just unwind and who and didn't yeah. feel, you know, when you go on vacations, you're always running around doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Right? Planning, yeah. Yeah. And we did do that, but something about being in that area, it was just so peaceful for me. And, yeah. and it, it's ultimately what made us buy the property we're on, even though we're in Georgia, um, because it it's gives you that peace and, and mm-hmm. just that's, that's joyous to me. Connect, listen, transform. This is Notify with your host, Dr. Peter Shuck and Teresa Bell. Uh, we're back, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, we are have had a very robust discussion uh, and have had a great pleasure of celebrating with uh, our listening community a couple of milestone achievements uh, for No. 2. And we think milestone achievements in the advancement of interoperability and, more importantly, its impact um, for providers, for patients, for the healthcare system as a whole. So we're really, really excited about it. And, Trace, I, I, I know that when, I, uh, when we went to break, I said that we would give you guys a moment to gather your thoughts and come back and have any parting thoughts. Um, love to give you the opportunity. If there's anything in the conversation that, that we didn't cover or that you want to reemphasize, um, love to give you that opportunity now uh, to leave the audience with some final thoughts. Yeah, I think um, n- nothing to kind of rehash or, or, or you know, push into. I, I would say it's really about what are we, where are we going from here? Um, and the commitment, just because we got designation or not, even we're just getting started. Um, it is truly now about our commitment with this kind of infrastructure in place. Our next level of commitment is exactly our next phase of growth. What are we doing to serve our edge technology partners? What are we doing to make it better? Um, and we will look for the same commitment from them uh, in terms of what are they doing to make the provider experience better, which then impacts the patient. So the next phase is, is mutual partnerships in the industry because that's what will equal success uh, for not only for QHIN, but just for healthcare in general. That is what equals success. John? Yeah, well, first, I'd thank you for inviting me for this discussion. And, and obviously, a very important day for No2. Um, I, as I reflect on it, I think that one, you know, the world's changed a lot over the last several years, and we don't spend a lot of time in front of our partners, in front of their customers like we used to, because uh, the world's kind of gotten used to a remote interaction. And I just appreciate this forum because hopefully our listeners can understand why we do what we do, not just what we do, um, but why we do it. Um, it's why I joined the company. It's why I had the trust to work side by side with Trace when she asked me to. Um, it was all about the why. It wasn't about the what. Um, and I think this forum provides that ability to connect with us when we don't have that opportunity like we used to being in front of our partners and, and the industry and you know, we'll be at Vibe, and that's great. And we'll be at Hims, that's great. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't give the opportunity for people to truly understand why we do what we do. Um, and so, when we speak to the how important this day was for No to, and I think hopefully the listeners can pick up on Trace's emotion. Obviously, the why is a lot deeper than just a certificate of high trust or a designation of QIN. Um, it's much deeper than that. So, uh, I just appreciate you allowing me to be part of the discussion. Um, I hope our listeners appreciate what we had to say. And as Trace has said, uh, it's incumbent upon us to now deliver and bring everybody 
value that's listening to us and anybody that considers a future. We've got a huge responsibility going forward. Amen, guys. I don't. I don't have anything to uh, to close out or add on top of that. And John, it's it's a pleasure to have you. And you're you're a, a special co-host that, that that's always invited. So um, uh, happy to have you here on such a big day. Um, yeah, I, I just uh, I, I I will give my personal reflection of the day, and I'll I'll close this. But I I, I can't tell you how uh, privileged I feel to be part of this momentous day for no two, but also for what I know it means for healthcare, because I know what this company is planning to do. And I know what this company wants to bring to healthcare. Um, and I know we'll be effective doing it. And it's a very, very um, uh, just privilege to be uh, be here. It's also a privilege to see you two um, in this moment, um, because I know that it's something you've worked long and hard for. Um, and while back in 2012, when you wrote on a blue notebook, you didn't know that QHIN was what they would call it. Um, you guys committed to a vision um, that has one of its milestones as being a national network that allows us to um, uh, uh, change the way we exchange healthcare information, improve adoption through recognition of the impact of interoperability. And um, congratulations to both of you um, and to the teams you lead for the work they did. Um, just absolutely fantastic. So I'll pause there. Great day for No2. Great day for healthcare. And uh, we'll see you next time on another episode of Notify. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. That's a wrap for this episode. Please subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to make sure you don't miss an episode. Get No2 connected today and set yourself and your organization free to unlock your potential. For more information on the value of being No2 Connected, visit us at www.no2.com. Follow us on LinkedIn or Twitter. Connect. Listen. Transform. <laughs>